0: Welcome, everybody, to the Reject Rundown Podcast. It's me, Tony the Kid. Appreciate you joining us today. It's a special edition of Let's Talk About It, titled or codename Chicken Soup. <laughs> oh, man, RJ, you are with me on this podcast today. Say what's up to the peeps.
1: What's up, everybody? We are here. This isn't season six, yet, so I want to <laughs> make that clear for everybody. This isn't a brand-new season of Reject uh, Rundown stuff going on. This is more of us just coming in because things have gone a little ridiculous out there. And what's ridiculous? Ridiculous? Kind <laughs> of saying ridiculous, but we just put ridiculous in it. <laughs> Newer. I
0: like. I like that title. I like that title. All right. All right, people. So today's episode is based on a topic that has made us sick, to which we are now nursing ourselves with some. Hot chicken soup, people. All right? Again, again. those little titles are not Bay My B. That's Old Man RJ putting things together. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, first things on the board, Old Man RJ, that what we've been hearing is CW is up for sale. Now, who would be a potential buyer for this location, for this particular good quality set of shows? Old Man RJ, who do you think?
1: I would go with HBO Max. HBO company, which I think ATT owns or something like that. I forgot who owns HBO, but if all of them, I'll buy it. Then you can rebrand all of the CW shows that they had the whole entire era, was, except for the Superman. Movies. I think that's pretty good.
0: Yep, it's true. I think uh, I would have to agree with you on that part, too, as well. I think HBO Max is a good set in stone. I think because since DC, you know, the DC messed up on their streaming service. They did a, a, a crap show with that. And then they started doing potential work with CW. CW started gaining some traction, of course, as we know, from the Arrowverse. Arrow was a successful TV show. Then came on board or with like the the
1: Flash. Two
0: right. What do you mean? The, the whole, I thought the whole series was good. Okay, I like that. He hooked up with don't, Felicity
1: don't. Smoke. He's supposed to hook up with and, Dina Lance. They killed off his real love interest every time. It's like, we wanted Black Canary and Green Arrow to hook up like they normally do in the comics. And CW's like, no, no, no. We're, we're going to give y'all something new.
0: <laughs> you're going to yeah, love it. Yeah, not going to love it, but we're going to give something new, something different. You know what I mean? Like, trash. how many times. <laughs> How many times have we see Batman supposedly hook up with Catwoman, but not really hook up with Catwoman? You know what I mean? Like come on now. But, just...
1: I mean, in the comics, Batman's already it's been established between him, Talia Taliago, like they've established all these within the comic books and cartoons. So okay. it's like here, you know, you wanted something that's already been established. And instead of getting something established, it's like, oh, here, let's just toss this and see how it goes. And everyone's like, no, why? (laughs) And then, instead of having him be this jokester and the guy that's supposed to crack jokes when he's fighting, you know, be a smart mouth, he's like super dark. It's like, okay, you couldn't get the race to Batman, so why not? Let's create a Batman out of Green Arrow.
0: Uh, that's true. They did a lot. I think that's what messed up. I, I would have to critique on that part of the show and be, you know, that that negative side of it. They used too much of Batman's villains in in the season against Arrow, and it seemed like it was if yes, that was their version of Batman. So I agree with you on that part. I agree with you. That's where they kind of messed things up a little bit. They had a good idea, uh, uh, starting from season one, going forward, but. I think they got too carried away with, okay, we got a lot of people watching, so let's give them something to watch about. Let's add more stuff to it. So, yes, I agree with that part. I I agree with you on that a little bit, Uncle Old Man. So, it's not too bad. Uncle Old Man. Uncle Old Man. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's it's interesting. But I I would have to say that HBO Max should be a, a proper designation where it should go to. So, that way these other characters like the flash and all that stuff like that, they could continue going on forward possibly and do a little bit more better work quality on the, obviously on the shows themselves, but other than the story, the storytelling, I think the storytelling, I don't know what it is, but the team that they would have there at HBO max, the storytelling team, they put a good team together. So I think it, it gets a good setup. It's a, it'll be a good place to go. Like we talked about, um, uh, for what to watch Wednesday. I think we discussed a little bit on the chimes of how Superman and Lois is partially, you know, being told through HBO Max. You could get the feeling of where the show how the best, how the good quality of the show is. So that kind of gives us an idea of what the potential they have going forward with the other TV shows.
1: Very and true. I like it.
0: I like, Me it. Too. I like it. I like I what's like going that so that far. HBO
1: can take... It's HBO does that. It. I'm, I'm down for
0: it. Yeah, me agree too. All right. Moving on to the second thing at hand. It's a little bit more crazy. Well, not crazy, but good thing <clears throat> good thing that's brought up. Michael Caton obviously finally tells us the reason behind him not returning back for a Batman three. Basically says that Joe Shoemaker, maker Dumb Maker, uh wasn't interested in Obviously, in returning like that, his his tone for Batman 3 was not dark enough, according to Michael Keaton. And that's why he did not return for a Batman 3. Now, oh man, RJ, give me your opinion on that. Let's talk about it.
1: So, Joe Schumacher, uh, rest in peace, He really passed away a few years already, but um, he talked about how, and it's the same thing as David Ayer. Here's why I keep saying, don't give these guys an air cut, because you really don't know who they really are behind the whole talk. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe one time talked about how he had a vision for Batman Forever, you know, and how it was going to be dark and all this stuff. And so now Keaton comes up, he's like, dude, when I went into a meeting with Joe Schumacher to make this movie, Joel is like, you know, we're gonna try to make it all nice and happy and campy. We're gonna, we can, and but you know, I was, uh, I was about to say Bruce Wayne. I don't know why I was gonna call Michael freaking <laughs> Wayne. Uh, he is. So, is. <laughs> know, right? It's like he can't change it no more. So Michael freaking Keaton is like, what? He's like, dude, Batman is supposed to be dark. And he's like, but why? You know, Schumacher asked him, why does Batman have to be dark? You know. Why can't it be all cheerful and everything? And Kate is like, I guess you haven't read the comics or, or never looked into his, you know, into his story. Yep. He's like, dude, Bruce Wayne watched his kid, his parents die right in front of him, and he grew up mm-hmm. traumatized by it. It's like, so he grew up angry about it, and he has this passion to make sure crime never happens. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty sure. If you look at like how Schumacher did the movie, he did okay, but it wasn't as dark a tone as what Tim Burton did or near close to what Christopher Nolan did with Batman right. Forever. It's still right. a good movie, but just it could have been better if he would have done exactly like worked with Keaton. Okay. And he ended up getting my Val Kilmer, who later on they both uh Schumacher and Val Kilmer didn't get along after that film too.
0: Which is probably why he didn't return back for a uh, Batman 4.
1: And I'm glad he didn't. I think um, Batman 4 is going to be trashy no matter what. And they got somebody who could just trashy you for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. They picked the right guy. And not to say the least. I mean, Val Kilmer gets a bad rep, I think, when it comes to joining in the Batman verse. But you also didn't – you don't really hear – you don't really talk about too much horrible potential he had. I think he was – Decent enough for for the role, just the story itself wasn't proper for him to be in the movie, I guess you would say, right?
1: I agree. I think the problem is that he didn't, like I said, if he would have been given that dark tone like Keaton said, you know, and it would have been a little more darker, I bet you Bell Kilmer would have knocked that out of the park.
0: Yeah, agreed. I agree with you on that part. So it's kind of interesting, to say the least, that Michael Keaton, Michael freaking Keaton, okay, oh, talks that about. Kind of thing. Agreed. Uh, decides to come out out there and tells everybody that obviously that's the reason why they come back for part three. the The story prop, and this is kind of like there's there's always been rumors and things of that nature to kind of explain why he didn't return, but the more years kind of pass on, you get the idea and you got the lingo coming from Michael Friggin Keenan that that was basically the main purpose of him not coming back for a Batman three that Warner brothers decided to wanting to change the tone of the movie and forcing somewhat Tim Burton to do that. Like, listen, If you're going to join back with the company, if you're going to make a part Batman 3, we're going to need you to tone it down on your Burton-verse, okay? We needed you to tone it down a little bit there. Burton's like, nah, ain't happening. I'm not going to do it. Once you start messing with the director and telling the director what to do instead of letting the director develop what he wants, then I'm out. I'm out because now my vision is not my vision. It's your vision. So if you want to do it, you do it. He dips. He leaves. Keaton, Michael freaking Keaton is like, you know what? As an actor, I'm going to stick back. I'm going to stay behind. I want to see what the other guy has just to see, you know, for the fans' sake, for the characters' sake, cause, because I've grown to love it. So let me hear it out at least. Let me get the pitch. Give me the pitch. So they give him the pitch, and you can tell Michael freaking Keaton is like, this ain't no, 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 no. I ain't feeling it. I was trying to give you a chance, but the pitch sucked. I'm out. I'm dipping y'all make your own movie. If you want to make it fail, you make it fail. But I know for a fact the first two films will go down in history. Plain, plain and simple. So that's what you've always got to just over the years. And now it's finally said it. Batman 3 wasn't dark enough, wasn't nowhere near on the sense of Batman 1 and 2 with the Joker, Penguin, Catwoman in part 2. Um, and it's crazy. So it makes sense. Am I right?
1: That's yeah, true. I mean, okay, there are some things that could have been changed with the uh, Batman part. Um, he, I think they let Tim Burton go too far in that one, but uh, it's kind of like how if you look at um, Dexter Snitter. uh when, Josh Whedon, when he did Justice League, are in his own.
0: Oh yeah. He way went too far on his own way. That's, like how he was just That's why Just League failed the first time mm-hmm. around. It went to it went to his way. In this case scenario, man RJ, do you really think that the studio should have a lot of I think we've talked about this before, but do you really think the studio ha- needs to have a lot of input in the director's vision?
1: I don't think the studio should. I think they should, in a way, they should, but in what I'm trying to say is this they should hire somebody who understands the comics. Mm-hmm. Who understands, like, somebody who's done, like, the cartoon movies, who's been around that area, you know, who understands the comics uh, and has that good knowledge that, you know, if you want somebody to mellow around with the movies, Have an actual fan of the comics go in and be like, hey, you know, uh, let's try this out or let's try that out. Or, you know, your movie needs this. At least if you have somebody who knows and understands that type of genre, dude, Mm -hmm. you will have a hit. Look at Marvel. Marvel has Kevin Foggy or whatever his name is. And look what he's done with Marvel itself. The reason why Marvel is a success is because we have a fan taking over Marvel. You don't yep. have an executive from the big table of idiots coming in to do some dumb Thank stuff. You.
0: Correct. You don't have you don't have a business tie standard person trying to make a, a movie where it's not necessarily it's good for business, but you're you you got to be a fanboy. You know what I mean? You gotta understand and be in the sense of knowing who what the character is and who he is in order for them to move forward. I feel like D- DC had that with the gentleman that was was somewhat in charge of DC going that vision but I felt like he wasn't given the reins that he deserved. I can't remember his name at the moment but I remember seeing him and I'm not too sure if you saw it too but it was uh, on the CW they did like a little um, show where it was him and Kevin Smith and they were talking about the movies and stuff like that like you had a good sense that he he's a fanboy so he, w- he wanted to put that vision out there, but it felt like the studio or, you know, Warner Bros. themselves are like, look, man, you're doing a little too much, man. I don't know if it's these are good names. These are money makers. I don't want to do it just yet. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like try to keep them as much as possible and just keep two or three heroes out there. Like it, it was weird. It's weird. And I feel like DC kind of, you know, they shot themselves in the foot with this case scenario, especially with Batman three. Where, you know, you try to do something different and you try to go one way, but, you know, if you don't have everyone on board, then the next project more than likely isn't going to be a success as the previous two, um, basically sequels in the sense of, you know, the first original film of Batman and Batman 1. You're not going to have that same success, don't you think?
1: No, not at all. I mean... If you even okay, I would agree. There's sometimes you want to tone the director down, like Batman 2. Uh, there's a few things that should have been toned down. Um, if played differently, it would have looked good still because they could have kept Penguin not as a mutated person, uh-huh. but as uh, like a new market boss. Okay, they could have done that. Who probably had control over Penguins, it would have been that would have been cool, you know. And you can still talk to them and stuff like that. And Catwoman, her story is pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. And exactly. Then, you would have continued on with Batman having to take on organized crime. So, that's one thing where uh, Tim Burton did up on. But other than that, uh, the movie was still good. There's always, like, there's more uh, parts in the film that people still remember. And most of the parts are within Bruce and Selina Kyle. Very true. So yes, I agree. In my opinion, that's that's one thing that's going on is that dude, you you know let the director direct, but just have somebody who understands what's going on be like, hey, you know, like I said before, hey, keep an eye in it and you know just fix whatever needs to be fixed. What yeah, do you think?
0: I agree. No, I agree with that. there's always there's always just that borderline level. And I think sometimes it's always going to be a hit and miss. But I think for the most part, if you get it at the right spot and understand the studio, what to twitch and what not to twitch, again, it's always going to be success. There's always some movies that we've seen, and we've seen the deleted scene that they added, but they took away, and you're like, okay, that deleted scene made sense, but more than likely, I rather I like the original version they put out there. Deleted scene was. Uh, you know, cool. They should have added on there. Like, it basically made sense with the whole Zack Snyder and uh, what movie was it?
1: Batman Um, vs Superman, where everybody trashed that movie because it was all like based on Batman when and not much Superman. And that's another uh, that's another like, how do I put it? Example of studio meddling where you have the executive idiots coming down and saying, you know, we want more Batman.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it that's why with that half, you know how like at first in the theater, they didn't give us that half hour worth of production. But then all of a sudden when he made the DVD, the DVD gave us that extra half hour of, of his actual version. And it made sense. So it's like there's always little things like that where, listen, studio, step back, relax. I got this. Also, director, hey. That was a little too much, maybe, maybe not too much, and stuff like that. So it's just that borderline to kind of figure out what, what that, how much, you know, they should step in or not step in. So it's, it's a little difficult situation, of course, but for the most part, I don't. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting to see what could have happened, basically, right?
1: Yes, completely. Because imagine if they didn't fire some Burton. And I did a whole thing on it in the Batman Day special where last year, I think, it was where I did more Tim Burton movies uh, showcasing what villains Tim Burton could have done, like Mr. Freeze, you know, imagine Burton doing that, uh, Clayface, uh, Scarecrow out of Tim Burton's vision. All These would have been crazy good within uh, Michael Keaton as Batman within those films. Right. So it's it's like he had so much potential, but you know, you went money hungry and you listen to the parents. That's another thing. A lot of parents complain about Batman, Two, which is another reason why they got rid of it. And it's right like, you. I'm looking at it, I'm like, dude, whoever these parents are, you guys are exactly what those executive table idiots are. You know, if you don't like a movie, don't watch it.
0: Don't <laughs> take your child there, then.
1: The hell? Yeah, don't take your kid there. If, if it's a Batman movie write to, right to the studio or something and say, hey, you know, I grew up in the 60s where Adam West was doing the bad things. Can we get a TV show like that instead of a movie? Because the movie's going to be dark. The right. movie's going to go within the comic genre. <clears throat> but it's just, a lot of people are too, they want everything a certain way and it, you know, sometimes they want to tone down something that's good because it's nuts to their taste. And that's something I get mad about the most.
0: I agree. I agree with you on that part. (laughs) Suck, man. Now, speaking of that, keeping on that lingo, moving along from this topic at hand, old man, RJ. Ben Affleck. uh Go ahead. ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, yeah, and we're going to continue with the Zack Snyder because we mentioned him a while ago in the last one. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Messed up. So, here's the spiel, peoples. Ben Affleck finally comes out on a recent interview. And says that the Flash will be his final movie as portraying his Batman, and that and at this point right now, you guys, now that's being said out there, he's finally said it. Okay, which sucks on our end, at least my my perspective. It sucks. Now, has Warner Brothers messed up everything by letting him go? Oh man, RJ, go ahead. Let's talk about it. Man, they
1: messed up. Way, I mean, Ben Affleck already, uh, you know, he has problem with substance abuse. He had too much, like, he couldn't control his liquor for a while. But he finally fought those demons, you know, he's finally back to being Ben Affleck. Right now, the studio should have been like, okay, since you're back to 100% being the actor you're supposed to be, let's see what you could do with the character now that you're sober. Look what he did with the Snyder cut, you know, when they did reshoot. That was Yeah. So it's like give the guy a chance. If you can't put him on cinema, put him on HBO Max. Give him a series. Give him a movie. The problem is a studio with, you know, so many people who should be smart, who have all the money in the world, have you know uh, yes. everything potential. in their hands, there you go, potential. They have all that in their hands and it still keeps screwing up.
0: yes i agree i agree with that it sucks and it just it's it's like another another question that goes in with this as well like it just makes it just with the fact that the flash has that set up where batman you know ben affleck is confirming that that's his final movie which then leads to my next confirmation on the sense of DC basically letting go of the Snyderverse. Letting it all go. But then it, it where supposedly, and there's a lot of the rumors that's going around, is that Flash is supposed to erase everything off of the Snyderverse, but also, you know, creating its newer verse going forward, which now we've also told that Michael Freak Keenan will be in the Batgirl series. With Commissioner Gordon, obviously in that series is uh, what's his face that played uh, Jim Jonah Jameson uh, S- uh, Simmons is his name, right?
1: J.K. Simmons. J.K.
0: Simmons with that J.K. Simmons portraying Commissioner Gordon in that series, which was Ben Affleck's Commissioner Gordon. So King's moving in, Ben Affleck's moving out, and now. Obviously, there's going to be a future There's going to be future projects now With Michael Freaky at being Batman in this case So I'm not upset That Michael Freaking is brought on board What I am upset with Is that Ben Affleck has now a, a fan base portraying Batman Like myself I'm in the fan base there I think you are too, old man RJ Where?
1: Nah, he the, sucks Get rid of
0: him No, oh, <laughs> Like it's, it's out of all the Batmans, yes, there's both that needs work. But he, once we saw the Zack Snyder version of his Batman, of his Bruce Wayne, was pretty, pretty dope. Then all of a sudden, now we got the Batman, the fighting style of him, better. So it's like, oh my gosh, we're once once we're finally getting there. Now you want to take it away, and now you want to change it to something else. So I don't. I don't like it, oh man. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like that they're letting go of Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, at this point right now, needs to at least put be in maybe three or four more projects before.
1: Okay, mm. here's what I, you had to pause. I didn't know if I was to jump in or talk or wait for you to finish. <laughs> Starting <laughs> on your pauses. They're like five minutes long and I'm like, Do I go in? Did he pose? Is he gone? <laughs> What's going on here? Um I was gonna say this and I'm, I don't know if you had anything else to say. Were you gonna say anything else?
0: Um I might, depends on what you say.
1: Oh, okay, cool. So you're gonna you're gonna jump off of my uh pan lady. I like yeah, yeah, go <laughs>
0: ahead. Go go
1: Response. Ahead. Okay, so my thing is this, dude, is the problem with what CW did not CW, WB, sorry. The problem with Warner Bros. did, you know, um, it they realized they screwed up with the Josh Whedon thing. <clears throat> they want they want to admit it, but they kind of blame Zack Snyder for what happened with Batman versus Superman Part Two, and it still was good. Yes, a lot of fans, which are typically Marvel fans, trash Randall Steel because of course they had a crazy fight scene. Superman, of course, you know, the all of these buildings are being destroyed, but also the buildings were being destroyed way before the fight happened. And that's why I'm looking at and I hate to target Marvel because I'm a Marvel fan myself. We talked about Spider-Man and all that. I'm a Captain America fan. But mm-hmm. it seems like when one certain fan, you know, a Marvel fan, and it's the same thing with DC against Marvel, there are diehard DC fans who are trash Marvel no matter what. Marvel's going to do the same thing because it's competition in their mind. It's like, oh, you know, uh, DC sucks because Superman, uh, Man of Steel, all these buildings went down. They weren't supposed to go down, man. Superman doesn't do that. I'm like, he's in a real fight situation. He's not going to, you know, it's not Disney. He's not going to just crash into a small window and that's it. And hey, everybody's safe. Nobody got hurt. No. No you're going to have people evacuate these buildings and Superman's fighting because there's no chance Superman's going to say, hey, can you toss me up into the sky instead of that building out there? The bad guy's not going to do that, man. The bad guy's going to toss him wherever he can. He wants to hurt Superman in every way possible, even if it means hurting him knowing that Superman's going to try to save people as he fights the villain at the same time. So, The villain has the upper hand in that battle. Yes. Here's the problem is, you don't see that many... If you watch Man of Steel compared to all the Avenger movies, the only time the Avengers did something crazy is when they did Infinity War. If you look at what happened in uh, Avengers 1, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers... uh, The Civil War. Yeah, Civil War, which is just Captain America. Right. In all those movies, dude, pedestrians, even if they were running, they didn't seem like they're going to be in strong, strong danger compared to how Superman was, where people literally look like they were getting killed off.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that's the thing is, you know, that doesn't go that deep into people being in trouble and almost, you know, some of them are not going to live on to see the second movie. They are going to be casualties in DC Universe because it's more realistic. Right. Marvel is more like, oh, you know, nobody got hurt. They just got a boo-boo. There you go. And- you know, here, let me put a band-aid on you and slap you on the butt and send you on your way. Let's
0: portray that image. Agreed. Yes.
1: And, you know, it's like, okay, cool, you know, you got hurt. Get up. Go on. And That's the problem with what I see with WB is, dude, don't listen to those fans that were saying, hey, you know, uh, your movies are too much casualties. It's too real for us. No, keep it real. That's what made DC DC is that they were real.
0: Agreed. Especially with the cartoons, man. Like, if you even look at the Batman Batman series, the animated series, you cannot tell me that was a really cheesy cartoon. There were really, there were really at times where it was more teenager based on the sense of real life choices going on in that animated series, and it, it's weird to say that no, it was it. People were telling me like, no, it's not. No, it wasn't that cheesy. Like if you compare, if you compare a ba- animated Batman series to let's say the Incredible Hulk series, the animated ones. Which one lasted longer? Which one was more successful? And which one was more adult-like? You have to say Batman animated Series. Hands down. So it's like, you gotta understand that part. Th- because of them being in that basis, that's why DC has always had the upper hand of Marvel. What go? What just happened 10 years ago almost, right? If I'm not mistaken, 10 or 11 years ago, they... F- Some guy, Kevin Feige, by the name of that guy right there, decided once they got the rights, Disney got the rights to Marvel, said, we're going to lay out a good timeline of these movies, and we're going to put these out there for people. He had had the idea, he set it in stone, and it made success. What DC did incorrectly was We got to play catch-up. We got to do all of this. Let's move it, move it, move it, move it, move it. Let's get it out fast. We have all these movies lined up. We're going to do a solo, all these guys. And then in the midst of the solos, we're going to bring in, we're going to do a collaboration. We're going to do the Justice League finally after it took two movies. And now we got Justice League. And now we're going to put them out there and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was the matter of the rush. And if I'm not mistaken, old man, RJ, we both said, if you're going to rush it, it's not gonna succeed. Am I right?
1: Uh huh. He said it and he did it,
0: <laughs> and then and there you go. And again, you messed up because you decided to rush everything. You you messed up on how your how the story needs to be told. It needs like any other thing. It needs to develop. Make needs to make sense in order for it for it to for fans to attract to it and appreciate the work. But because. Zack Snyder had the Justice League, his version of the Justice League movie. He finally got a chance to take his time with it, develop the movie, do the story, get everyone back on board, and have time to put this movie together. Look how successful that movie was.
1: Another thing, if I could add, is okay, if you wanted to do a Justice League movie, then what you should have done, which would have been smart, is okay, Zack Snyder was going to be our director. Originally, that was the plan. We got a a big movie from him anyway. If you want to play off of what Marvel did, what you should have done is have Zack Snyder, like, have these superheroes introduced in their solo films, like normal, you know? Have uh, Aquaman come out with a solo film, Flash come out with one, Wonder Woman. But the only one that doesn't have a solo film would have been Cyborg. And I'll tell you, and I'll explain later why. So mm-hmm. you have just those guys, you know, you have Flash, you have uh, Aquaman, you have Wonder Woman, Batman with uh, with his introduction in the Superman series, you don't have to do Batman films. Super- Batman could be the guy that, in these other films, teaming up with these people, or just based on him just teaming up with Superman and him being exclusively to Justice League films. Yep. That would have been interesting. So now here's where I go with this is you build these heroes up and each one of them could have been having something to do with the coming of Darkseid. Right. So each story could have been like, you know, uh, Wonder Woman's story could have leached out a little bit within the Darkseid storyline of how, like, you know, she's aware of Darkseid. Something at the end could have happened where she's aware of what's coming on. Probably the Mother Box.
0: Right. Well, there's the thing with that. With Wonder Woman, you could have played into what they were doing in the Zack Snyder version, where she goes in the cave and she sees the drawings on the board. And, oh, this is the apocalypse and all this type of stuff like that. Like this is it's coming the end of days or something like that. And they give the picture to, you know, to Darkseid. So she kind of knows the mythology of it because that's basically her end of her contribute to the, to the D.C. guys to the Justice League, is the fact that her her future past is based on the mythology of things, of the past. So that's her importance to the crew, giving them the the full story and extent of what happened back then and what to expect going forward. And the story, of course, with the mother boxes. But that also means that Aquaman chimes in on that sense too as well with what, what he knows of... You know, basically uh what's what's his uh what's the underworld underwater? Um Atlantis Atlantis. Atlantis. There you go. So that's his backside of the story to what he knows of it. That's why he chimes in and that's why he's important to the role. So yes, go ahead, keep going.
1: All right. So now you have two movies establishing the ideal of the motherboard. That's what those Correct. two films would have been. The Flash could have been a movie of just Flash being uh creating becoming Flash. Yes. You could have an origin story for Flash becoming a Flash. Um, and also uh, him understanding the speed force and why he's not supposed to break that rule that like he does in Justice League. Correct. So now these three films have already established a connection within the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Each one has something to do with the mother box except for Flash, but Flash's film is setting you up for the big part of the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Now, Man of Steel 2, instead of calling it Batman or Superman, it should be called Man of Steel 2, The Dark Hour. In this, oh. you could have had Lex Luthor appear. Um, he could have set up something where, you know, something bad happens, Luthor teams up with somebody, like probably a Bane or someone, and Batman has to come to, to Metropolis to try to figure out what's going on. hmm and he realizes that, you know, he is going to have to try to, like, help Superman out. And crazy is going on out there. And he knows <clears throat> he understands the villain out there. That's why he goes to Metropolis. It's not because he blames Superman for everything that's happened. It's he knows <clears throat> that he needs Superman for the fact that he understands something big is happening. <clears throat> Sorry. Luther is planning something big and Luther has somebody with him that's very smart enough to know about the Mother Boxes and Bruce knows about the Mother Box now. So right. he's going to Metropolis to try to figure out how he can get Superman to team up with them to take Luther down, take the other guy down but also to get Superman aware that hey, something big is coming and we're going to need Geralt to take this thing down and I need to team up with you. True. Sure.
0: True. Sure. <clears throat>
1: This could have been the way you formed the Justice League. Is Batman appears in Superman's film, appears in the other, like, you know, give me a second. My sister's calling me. Hold up. Yeah. Okay. Are you doing good? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but a little recipe for a fungus. It's okay. um, You know, the thing is this, and I want to get your answer off of it, too. Mm -hmm. Could that have been a better idea of how to run a Justice League movie, knowing that Bruce Wayne would have been more kind of like the Nick Fury role of going around getting these guys within the film? So I'm not talking about end credits type of thing. No, within each guy's film, Bruce Wayne appears probably near the end of the film. Except for Superman. Bruce Wayne appears in Aquaman talking to him, like, hey, you know, uh we gotta like he could get a note from Bruce Wayne or like something that lands into Atlantis. Like imagine Bruce Wayne sends him a message to Atlantis, and this guy sees it and he's like, Who's this? And how is this here in my area? Right. And that would have been crazy because that would establish that Bruce is smart as hell. He's able to get into these areas, you know. Like one woman, of course, I don't think Bruce would do Bruce would probably send her that picture they sent Is this you? That would have been interesting.
0: Uh see what I here's my now that you're yeah, now that you're speaking about this, let me let me pause this real fast to kind of fix it in there. With Aquaman, what you could have done, not, not him sending it to Atlantis, but him sending it to his father, all right. Because what Bruce wants to do is make it personal and make him know that I know. This is what this is what they what they were. Zack Snyder and DC kind of messed up on the sense of Batman's knowledge, okay, and the the extent of knowing who you are before anyone else knows you, okay. Bruce goes in there. Sends a letter to Aquaman's father and says, and then when in the Aquaman movie, right before at the end of it, he could the movie how it was set up could have been set up perfectly fine, all right. But it again, you would probably have to change the beginning and how all that kind of transpired because of you're not going to reference the whole Justice League part of it. Because in Aquaman, that's what you reference, don't reference that, of course, make it his solo film at the end when he meets his dad again. He comes on board, and then he talks to his father. His dad goes, hey, just letting you know I got another letter. Here you go. And it has the Batman symbol with, with an invitation saying, we need to talk. Me, and It just says, we need to talk. And then, like, uh, that's it, right? We need to talk. And once he does that symbol, obviously you know that, Batman's going to want to talk to Aquaman. All right? And you and know what we the symbol know. could be? Oh.
1: Sorry to interrupt you. The symbol could be on the back of the picture. Yeah. <clears throat> he looks at the picture, turns it around, after he reads the note, you know, like, we need to talk. There'll be a picture right there, something personal, probably Aquaman coming out of the water. It'll be a picture like that. So it's like, I know who you are. We need to talk. When Go he turns it around...
0: The picture of the submarine. When he's in the submarine with his with his thing, with his pitchfork, and he's shooting out well how they did it in in uh, Batman vs. Superman, that little scene could have been that picture. Just a picture of him in the water talking about, yeah, we need to talk. And then, boom.
1: Oh, that could have be been boom. Yeah, I like that.
0: You know, you that, know what I mean? You,
1: know, you turn it around, you see it. Boom. But you know what you would have done there? All right. Establish Aquaman first. Establish Wonder Woman first. And the Flash first. Then you do the Batman Superman movie. You know why? To connect it all. Yeah. That's how. Like now you start seeing how Bruce Wayne knows about these guys. It's not Luther that knows it. It's Bruce Wayne has been like yeah. catching these things as he looks around.
0: Right. It's not freaking Luther. It's Batman. Not Luther. Batman. Luther just is just an antagonist on his sense of. I just want to defeat Superman. So he's looking for things to defeat him. Not looking out there for other superhumans like Batman should be doing because that's that's Batman's thing. He's on, he's on the bigger scale at this point right now. He's already done enough to somewhat ma- micromanage Gotham because that's technically in a sense. If you really look at it, he's micromanaged Gotham so much to the point where He's looking for the bigger picture for the world now. So for the world, he's looking at the ideas of getting all the DC characters together with the Justice League. And in this case, he's heard he's heard of somebody speeding fast in uh, in uh, in rec- what what suit what city is he from? Star City.
1: Yeah, I think so. Star City. Or Raccoon, Star City. No, no, Star City. Yeah, Raccoon City <laughs> is. President uh, Evil.
0: President yeah. <laughs> <It's> Evil. <laughs> so <clears throat> in Star City, there you go. In Star City. You, you've heard of somebody running fast and all that type of stuff or whatever so he already got the glimpse on the police radar saying that's got to be flash so he sends out a picture to the flash too as well say hey we need to talk and he shows a picture of the flash you know like a clip of video on there like a hologram and it shows the video of the flash running off running sp- at the speed of light basically and he catches him so that's obviously tells the flash like oh man we got to talk for real like oh this guy knows who i am and then same thing with wonder woman what he says the picture of wonder woman from the past and says hey we need to talk boom there you go then you got your batman movie that you're talking about now oh superman superman 2 which everything ties it all up together and at the end he tells superman he's like look you know now that we finished this off come meet me at this location, and it's the house or hotel or whatever he's working at, and it's a table, round table, and it brings everyone on board. He has everybody's symbol on the table and says, have a seat. And then everyone shows up. You see Aquaman pops in. You see freaking, what's it called? Wonder Woman pop in. You got freaking uh, Flash popping up in there. Superman's in there. He's in there. So obviously the empty chair would be who? cyborg right and like you said no
1: actually because cyborg is not established that's what I'm going to bring up to you in a bit okay so no empty
0: chair all the chairs are Yeah. so all the chairs will be them and then for him let's sit down we got to talk and then obviously when you so he does another hologram in the middle of the table and it shows the omega sign so now it brings everybody on board like they've seen that sign before what does that sign mean? So, bam! Now you get the point of freaking apocalypse, or not apocalypse, uh, 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 dark side, right?
1: Yeah. Bam! And you know, you know what could also make it more interesting is if he has a picture like the story of dark side, but in a way it's, um, not a picture of dark side, but a picture of the, uh, his flying demon thing.
0: Well, that's what I mean. That's why I would have said the Omega sign, because in the no, Omega man. sign, Batman seen the Omega sign on the bottom of the floor on the flashback. So if Zack Snyder wants to do the flashback or the future thing, he sees that part. And same thing with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman have se- has seen that Omega sign in her stories that was told or, you know, the cave sightings. And the same thing with Aquaman. He's seen that sign before in his... And Atlanta's storyline and all that type of stuff, whatever, his teaching. And then the Flash has seen it because he went through, accidentally gone through time and then came back for some reason for a flashback too as well and seen that sign. So now everyone that's seen that sign, they're going to be like, what does it all mean? Superman, I don't know if he's seen it yet, but at least at this point Batman's telling him, this is this is why I want you here because you're strong enough, and we gotta we gotta take care of this together. Without you, this team or myself or whatever's coming, we need to be prepared.
1: You see, because Superman didn't have to die. That's the other thing I'm looking at. Is he could have been alive. It could have been one of those things where Darkseid is trying to control his mind in that movie, and it takes Superman his willpower to get Snap out of that control to take Dark Side down. Mm-hmm. That would have been a cool thing because what if, you know, when that's happening, Superman turns on everybody and starts fighting all of them and that's how they're able to connect the mother boxes together to bring Darkseid in yep. and then Flash has to go back in time to try to like calm everything off. Yep. So there's exactly. so many things that could have happened in that movie. Um, right. That would have been a good way to build it up. And you have Cyborg uh, uh, story and origin exactly the the same way there too.
0: Yeah, I would keep it that way. And this, this is another reason why with the Flash movie, I, what DC was trying to do, and like I said before, DC was trying to push things with the Flash, because with the Flash, we already know that the, the movie was originally titled The Flash, Flashpoint Paradox. That's what the original title was until they took out the flashpoint paradox and put just the flash now they started just tiling it that way so in the sense that's what DC was thinking that they were gonna make more money that way by putting that title on there but again you didn't have to put the flashpoint paradox the flashpoint paradox could be your trilogy movie for the flash could be exactly that that what would we be said your too. yes that could be your main trilogy the flash you just put in the beginning, Him being like him learning who he is as the Flash. He's getting his powers and going from there. What DC messed up with, and this is my two cents, is they should have never did the TV show just yet. They should have kept the TV show out of it because by doing the TV show, you're basically telling the story now before the movie comes out. Yes, we know who the character is, if you wanted to tweak a story here or there, you you you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot for so much. How much you're doing the story for the TV show, so it's leaving you in a small space there to work with. So, not do the TV show, bring up another DC character to do this about, and putting this and putting everything all in the movie that's coming out. The TV shows, as we sh- now we sh- now know, should technically be for the characters that. Primarily, won't make a big, big impact in the movie biz, but could make a small appearance. But at least in the meantime, the TV shows tell the big picture on the other characters in DC that are just as important and could be an importance to the team, but not the big Kahuna's like Justice League themselves, like the original what six, Batman Superman. Yeah. Macho Man, Wonder Woman, Cy- uh, Cyborg, you know, here and there, sometimes it's green, mo- mainly Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, or the main six. But Cyborg, in the sense of over the years, have now implemented himself into that being in there. But again, not the original six. So, that's what you could do. I think that's why thats why you could have just left the Flash out being a regular guy, regular kid in his powers, and then all of a sudden having a villain against that. You could have had the, you know, the Reverse uh, Flash. Well, the Reverse Flash. You could have had him maybe being the villain in this one. Obviously, the Reverse Flash is a major antagonist. He'll keep coming in and out. You know what I mean? He'll keep that going. Have... It, which, Sorry. again, it culminates to, to number three, the trilogy, where mm-hmm. the Reverse Flash returns and makes a bigger impact in this film. And there you go.
1: Because the Reverse Flash could have came back and told Fairy, you know? In the first movie, it could have been Reverse Flash kind of like doing everything he did with Barry like in the TV show that he did but right. then explaining to him why it's not a good idea to go back in time. Why he shouldn't do it.
0: Right.
1: And so Justice League Part 1 could have been part of like what consequences happen when he does that. There so Flash go. Part 1 he doesn't go back in time. He stops Reverse Flash, whatever he does. But Justice League 1 he does that whole Flashpoint, you know, not the Paradox but he goes back to Reverses everything the way it happened just to stop the mother boxes from blowing up.
0: There you go. Because in a part two, because <clears> in part two now, there have been changes. Now you get the meta humans coming on board. Now you're getting Gorilla Gorilla Grodd or whatever fan favorite character that you want to put on a ca- uh, Captain Boomerang. You want to put him in that movie since he made a big, bigger splash on the Suicide Squad. You could bring him back for that movie and then. You know what other case scenario? Other characters, the small ones that you guys want to maybe tag team uh, against the Flash and put them against there, and then you know him creating his own thing. And then part four or part three of that, it's basically it's kind of like it's kind of like the Civil War of Marvel, where you're gonna have every character back on board, not necessarily for a Justice League movie, but at least everyone back on board for little bits and pieces here and there, just to kind of fit in what the paradox is, what happened when you change one little thing and now it changed the whole timeline. So now you got to fix what mistake there is or how to get back in time in your timeline so it doesn't happen again, basically. So that's why you would have left that for the trilogy part.
1: Damn, dude, we already We man, already set, set it stone!
0: <laughs> yeah! We already set everything in stone for everybody, man. We just did this we did DC's job for them within a half hour on a podcast, you guys. That is crazy. Come on now. What is up I with assume. DC?
1: And that's what I was about to say. Is like, damn, we just did all this, and those table executive idiots are still scrambling, playing scramble under the table, trying to figure out what to do. And we're like, dude, you could have gone with this, 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 add this, fix this up. This would have been a better idea. Go with Thank this. You. And it, and it's like yes. <laughs> that's
0: you how you do it. That's how you do it. And you could have kept your actors <clears throat> happy. You could have kept there. Would have there would have been money in there. Don't tell me we cannot sit there and say that that this would have not been successful in the movie theaters. Our stories wouldn't have made sense. No, 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 no. It would have made sense. It would have made sense. It because it lays out the foundation for who the justice league are going to turn out to be the importance of them. And then all of a sudden set off the next sequels and trilogy, the trilogy set that you would want to do for the, for the fatal six of the justice league. And then, uh, and then at that point you got enough bank up in, up in your savings. Now you can be like, all right, now let's put these smaller characters on our TV shows on the CW. We're going to utilize that aspect or, or, HBO Max, either or, and then we're gonna put that content, the major content, onto the movie biz. So now, well, if we want to do crossovers here and there, like the DC was already doing that in the cartoon verse, now we could take this TV show guy, bring him in this movie we want to do, put him back in there, and then boom, be all set to go. So, mm-hmm. come on, man, you, DC. This is what what drives me crazy with the DC universe is that it's it's. So much different than the Marvelverse where you have all of your content. You own it all. You don't have to fight Universal for the rights for the Hulk and how much projects you want to do with them. You ain't got to go out there and purchase 21st Century Fox and get the other characters that you would like to evolve in these movies. You ain't got to go out there and double check and make sure Sony is going to let you do this or that. Like DC has everything on its platform. You don't gotta ask for all that. You could do what you want. But why is it that you gotta why is it that you don't know how to do it? That's the problem. Don't make sense to me, man. It doesn't make sense, old oh man RJ, at all.
1: No, not at all. I agree. And uh, dude, I'm like, I'm already in the point of I wanna do another special where we could talk about how we would build a Justice League movie our own self and what we would have done. I'm down for that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. The way we talk about it like this, we could have did all, we did it all already. We could have set up for Justice League one and two. We could set up for the trilogies yeah. for the other movies, and then which ones are getting trilogies, and which ones getting their films, and which ones not?
1: Establish the whole timeline for them and everything.
0: For real, because let's put it this way: Marvel didn't do a trilogy. Out of all the characters, obviously they didn't do a trilogy for Black Widow. They didn't do a trilogy for. The Hulk. But the other main characters they did a trilogy for. Or even Hawkeye. Hawkeye didn't even get his own movie. So it's like those main three characters, dig get in trilogies. With DC, with the the big six, you could do a trilogy for all six of those model, model truckers right there.
1: Right? And then create more films as the sequel comes around because now you have Martian Manhunter would have been established in Justice League. Cyborg would have been established and Martian Manhunter would have not been in the background saying, "Oh, I was just trying to see how you guys play it out." No, Martian Manhunter could have appeared at the point where I said that Superman's getting brain, like his mind was being controlled by Darkseid. After Flash does his little reverse time and everything, mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter now had time to like show up and bring Superman back into, "Hey, this is what's going on, you know, help your guys, out. help your guys out." Boom! Right. Superman saves the day. Everyone's safe again. Darkseid stays back, like, you know, they did exactly how they did Seth and Wolfer. They cut his head off. Darkseid stomped on it. He's like, I'm coming for you. You know, right. boom. Now we establish a sequel, or not even the sequel. Keep Darkseid away from the sequel. Build yeah. the suspense of, oh, okay, we know he's coming, but when?
0: Right. Because now, technically, what you could do for the sequel is put on Randall Savage. You bring out Randall Savage in this.
1: Or Legion of Doom.
0: Or, uh, but here you go. Randall Savage has the idea and the audacity to develop Legion of Doom. Who he reaches out and why Lex Luthor has these connections is because of Randall Savage. Randall Savage is feeding him this information and giving him this or giving this ex- amount of money just because Randall Savage is worth billions. He's basically... The world's first and only billionaire, basically, in that sense. But he's so unknown to the the world that he's technically a ghost and why even Bruce Wayne still has a hard time looking him up, even though he's somewhat in the back end. He has been tracking him. It's just he has never got a full glimpse of it. So now that he has the Justice League, he now has a little bit of better resources to kind of reach out and say, "Hey guys, look into this." Now I finally got an image of who this guy is. So Vandal Savage recruits Lex Luthor from the get-go, basically his mentor, and then thus Randall Savage gets everyone else on board. I'm gonna send you Lex Luthor to recruit this guy, this person, and that person. I'm gonna go down and get this person, and that person, and we're gonna finally make our own. Justice League reverse Justice League team and fight against the Justice League, and you would have had that for part two.
1: Yep, I like that. I would have gone with that. It, would have been, it could have been called Justice League uh, versus the Legion of Doom. Yeah,
0: like, come, come on, man. Ooh. Why have we got to be smarter than these guys? Oh man, RJ.
1: Well, it's not that we're smarter than them. It's that we are our fans. That's what I keep saying. Is that, dude? When you're a fan of something. You have more knowledge of what could have been done and how to do it better. When you're yes. not a fan, you just want to do something that you think fans are gonna love, and you get the wrong people to do it.
0: Agreed. Yes, totally agree. Because it just because it just tells you what what you could have done different with a character like Ben Affleck you could have what you could have done different with a character like Henry Cavill uh uh, and uh, you know in that sense with all the characters on board of the Zack Snyder first and see what the problem with that is right now they're having is that they're they're keeping Gail Godot because they know that she's a money maker that that people that people love her as Wonder Woman she's the Wonder Woman she's the it girl you know what I mean? She had like she had of us on the on the fence, like we don't know how well she's gonna do. But once Wonder Woman came on on board, man, forget that. That woman is Wonder Woman. That that's your you don't wanna lose her. So for DC, they've already noticed that. No, I don't wanna lose this person. But when you had mis misinformation with Henry Cavill and Superman, you already Lost all your interest in thinking that no one wants to see him as Superman anymore, which is baloney. He he's this age is Superman. Same thing with Ben Affleck. of this year this age is Batman, this is what we need now. Not not trying to get Michael freaking Keating at his you know. Yes, he's a great actor, but come on, man, how much more fighting, fighting sequences can he really do? How much of all that intensity can he really put out there in the movie biz? Not to say that, you know, any disrespect to Michael Freaky Keaton, but he's going to bring an important part to the role. And it's not bad for us to have two pieces of the Batman, because like I said before, this Michael Freaky Keaton could set up a, a series of Batman Beyond and portray old Bruce Wayne for years to come. So exactly it's like, what I come said. Yeah, so it's, come on, man. It doesn't, like, they're misusing everything. Oh.
1: <laughs> and it's because they're still trying to, it's like they're still trying to scratch that lottery ticket and see if they finally hit the jackpot.
0: It, it, yes, thank you for laying that out there. It's it's that interpretation. It's like a scratch-off. So they're sitting there scratching everything off thinking, like, what's behind hidden door number one? Does that work? No, that was a miss. What about hidden door number two? No, that was a miss. Here, but number three, mm, I got a little bit of money back. I don't know, like you know what I mean. Like that's exactly you hit it on the point. Oh man, RJ, it's a basically scratch off with these people. It's ridiculous. And
1: to me, dude, if you want somebody to be in charge of your company, like I said, get either Jeff Johns, I think he's there, but have him really control it, or get somebody who's a big fan. Like Ben Affleck is actually a fan of. Batman. He knows everything about him. He has his own Batcave. He was in
0: prime. He was in prime to create the Batman film. Go ahead.
1: Or have Matt Reeves. You see what Matt Reeves is doing right now with Batman itself. Have him take control of everything. He's smart enough to do so. Yes. Right now you have. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Right now you have the tools to rebuild and rebrand and just. Give you know, fix everything that you must stop to give us fans something to look forward to.
0: Thank you. Because what drives me nuts right now is that people are sitting there saying that the Zack Snyder first is too dark, too gritty, too bloody. Blah, 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 blah. But how much you want to bet we've already seen commercials in the trailers of Matt Reeves's The Batman, you cannot sit there and tell me that that's any less dark and gloomy and bloody compared to what Zack Snyder's put out there.
1: No, not at all. If, if not, actually, even darker. Yeah, I was about to say, it seems a lot darker. It seems like they're going into deep Batman uh, style life. Thank
0: you. And it's because of that is why that's going to be successful. But if you would have gave Matt Reeves Ben Affleck and said, here, Matt Reeves, Ben Affleck, you two uh, ben Affleck, I want you as Batman. you are gonna give you rights to being co-producer, but mainly the the main reins is going to Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, this is what you know. This is what Zack Snyder has set up for, and set in stone for you know Justice League. This is what his ideals is. What movie can you make that connect these two together and carry on the story for the next film? I want you guys to come up with a project. I want you guys to come up with a script. Yours and that side's bring it to me, propose it to me. I'm going to give you about a month and let's talk about it. So, bam! Now you get about a month with these two, setting up everything on there, do the, the presentation and be like, I love it. It connects with our future plans. Matt Reeves and Ben Affleck, you guys seem like you're going to work together. Let's get this ball on the road. Why couldn't you have done that?
1: I don't know. We never know. They don't think like us. <laughs>
0: no, they do not. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, dude. I'm down for talking. I'm down for doing a straight up like one day me and you just take turns on building a whole universe together and like seeing how we would like pitch a movie. If you want yes. to, like, we could go from part one to Justice League one, and then save it and do another thing where we do other movies, and then Justice League two. Like, we could do something like that. I'm down for it.
0: Me too. Because then uh-huh. we can we can also look at the DC character Justice League characters <laughs> and say. Which characters are we going to do TV shows? Because if you know what characters you want to put in movies, then that means you're eliminating eliminating them from the TV shows. But you can, because of DC owning their rights, you can do crossovers. So that means you can bring in the Ben Affleck Batman into Titans Universe. You can bring in Wonder Woman into uh, Legends of Tomorrow. You can bring in Martian Manhunter into... The what other show that they have on board into maybe Arrowverse or something like that? You could do all that crossover stuff because or Green Lantern. Well, did, see there you go. Would you make Green Lantern into a movie or would you make Green Lantern into a series?
1: Green Lantern Corpse series, Green Lantern the movie,
0: him himself into a movie, and then Green Lantern Corpse into
1: a movie and so series. Yes, because you can follow different characters from the Green Lantern Corpse. Like different I like it.
0: That is true. Yes, you could because Green Lantern Corps. You could really focus on, let's say, uh, 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 I don't know What's her name. Know. Uh, that one Thing girl.
1: Uh, I forgot her name, but she's a popular girl and she's a Green Lantern. You could build uh-huh. it off of her and how okay. she becomes. So it'd be like based on her as Green Lantern and her like getting her to connection know her to Hal self.
0: Jordan. Yeah, yeah, her connection to Hal Jordan. I yeah. would say John Stewart for the movies, though. Oh,
1: heck yeah. I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, Hal Jordan could be uh old girl while Jon Stewart is out there kicking ass with the Justice League.
0: And I would save Jon Stewart for... This is my thing with Jon Stewart. I would make it epic, epic introduction for Jon Stewart. Because what I would do is put John Stewart in a Green Lantern part two movie and then have Hal Jordan be the helpful hand into choosing... Who the next Who the next Green Lantern would be for being a human, right?
1: Yeah. Or in
0: the sense of like it's he was chosen, so now Hal Jordan's kind of helping him generate how to use the ring. But John Stewart is so ahead of his game, military standpoint, where he already got everything on point since day one, and he's the big ass cooker, ass kicker about that movie and stuff like that. So I would introduce him into that into that setup. So now you can see Hal Jordan. Dip into the TV series and if for like whatever season they're at for their TV series, and then
1: continue on with the movies with John Stewart. Yeah, I like that. How Jordan could be like the key between both worlds. Yep. Okay. I'm done with that.
0: See, 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 man. <laughs> oh, love this stuff. Golly. Oh man, I love I love doing this stuff like that. We got to do a show like that. We do. I agree
1: right, I'm for. We could reestablish the whole world of DC. I'll call it yes. that. Reestablishing DC.
0: Yep. I think so we should do that for our, for our season six, man. Because there's so much uh, material out there that need to do that.
1: We'll do, you know what? And just for fun, we'll do season six, we'll do part one of reestablishing everything. Then yeah. season seven, we'll do part two. <laughs>
0: okay. That's good. Anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, I'm oh man, good. RJ, I think that's all we got for the fans today, because we also we also talked about what you know what mm-hmm. they could have done differently with the Ben Affleck, just because of much we talked about yeah. what they could have done with the universe. So that kind of chimes, in. even at that, with Henry Cavill and all the other characters on board as well. So it's DC just needs a lot of helping hand at this point right now. There's so much stuff that we could change mm-hmm. and tweak out. So we'll 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 discuss that in a little more detail with everybody. But that's all I got on the board. Anything for the fans? Oh man.
1: Uh, remember we do have a Royal Rumble coming up. Uh, we we do a special Rumble thing, and it's gonna be actually in the Rumble episode. So it's not gonna be like a lot of uh, a lot of Rumble episodes in one this time. We're gonna focus on one episode all entirely as one. But get ready because we're gonna talk about the nineteen ninety uh two Royal Rumble, two thousand and two Rumble, and two thousand and twelve Royal Rumble. Oh, that was good. All right. Other than All that, right, man. Rejects, as always, I'm going to let Tony Kid close this one out today. So I'm just going to tell y'all, y'all have a good day, good night, and whatever it is y'all having at this moment, y'all have one of those, a good one of those. All right, Tony kid close it out.
0: Alright guys, Well, as always, thank you for joining us on the Reject Rundown Podcast. You guys take care of yourself, have yourself a good day. Remember to continue to follow us on the RejectRundown.com. As you look on there you'll see all of our platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as well as uh, where we distribute our show. So, Obviously on YouTube, obviously on Spotify and Apple Podcasts around the world and other streaming platforms it looks like too as well. But we truly appreciate, as always, Anchor, Anchor FM, where we record our podcast. We want to say a special shout out to thank you guys for the that, for letting us record our shows and distribute all of our shows for us. So remember, take care, be safe as always. We'll see you next time.